All right, blockaders, you know what time it is. It's time to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend himself after a high day of clamming, Mr. Robin Vote. Let's sit back, relax, and make the jump into a galaxy far, far away. Man, rumor has it that galaxy's even out far past Dorchester. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Make the Jump podcast here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast. Now we're get your man Robin Vote and sitting across from me on this episode. I listen. I listen to these guys almost every Saturday night when they're talking about a little thing called Funko Pops out there from Seattle, the Seattle area in Washington. But hey, they're down in Pennsylvania, one of my favorite states. I got Josh from Talking Pops podcast here on the show. Josh, how's it going this evening, my friend? Hello, Robin. Thank you for having me on the show. It is going great. Um, I hate Skype. I'm I'm, I'm pushing (laughs) through it for you uh, because we appreciate you reaching out to us. We love your show. Um, And, man, you you over-exaggerated so many different things about that introduction you do not like our show and pennsylvania is not a good good state <laughs> hey you know what man i've known to freaking exaggerate things once in a while here on the podcast i'm just busting you i love listening to you guys on saturday night and, and i don't think you guys get enough credit i don't think podcasters get enough credit to begin with in terms of the work we have to do i mean number one we have to go through those chat rooms and we got to deal with what everybody's saying and i know i've openly posted my address on there in a drunken state before and uh I, i've done many things uh <laughs> on that talking pops <laughs> on the stream there so i, I guess I uh, yeah it, it's it's always a great <laughs> great time man but let me ask you this is one of the first things uh, while you're here on the show I, i'm just curious about what was the process of starting talking pops just from podcaster to podcaster what has yeah, it been like working with mike because he's a real pain sometimes i know yeah <laughs> no it's a great question and it's really funny that you bring it up because we just um, did a separate podcast because uh, we want to try to uh, do some extra things for the Patreon people. Um, so, and that was the first question was brought up was how do we get started? And really, like eight years ago, seven years ago, I think we landed is where I met Mike and he was one of my customers. I oh, was wow. uh, working working in retail. He showed up. He was pre-ordering um, the Vita. <laughs> um, I, I, I say that because it sucks. Uh, <laughs> it didn't launch. It didn't launch. But anyway, so, you know, we, we talked. We talked a little bit there. And I brought him on. He was just part-time out because he's an engineer. He doesn't need to sure. work. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got some of the Funko Pops in our stores. And we're like, these are dumb. Because um, I think the first line we got was... Man, I want to say I'm trying to remember back now. I think it was Star Wars. We had gotten a couple, sure. um, or it was Harry Potter. Right. Those lines. Um, but then they did Borderlands, right? So they did a couple oh, yeah. clap traps, and, and me and Mike both were like, "Oh, that's cool. That's cool. We're gonna we're gonna grab a couple of those." Then they did Doctor Who, and that oh, made yeah. Mike. And it, as they did Doctor Who, I had noticed Dragon Ball Z ones, right? And both of us, you know, those are our our fandoms and it went down the rabbit hole since then um (laughs) we we wanted to do a podcast it was mike's idea like five years ago we started one it was called pulpery please don't look it up it was horrendous (laughs) we just uh we were kind of just talking back in our youth that was before i had kids man Um, man. yeah i know it was bad uh (laughs) but then we got better at it we talked to other podcasts which helped a lot got into community started going to shows like comic cons and stuff like that 
and it really just grew. Now the collection itself got away from me. Um, right. And that's honest. And, and Mike has a way bigger problem than I do. He's got more <laughs> right. disposable income. Um, sure. So sure. That, that helps. Sometimes I'm like, do I want my kids to eat or do I want this, this <laughs> golden freezer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough balance. It really, it really snowballed. And, and once we had started the Funko podcast, Funcast yeah. wasn't even a thing. Oh, that's true. Not even to, not to rag on them because they're great, but we were almost a year in before they started. Wow. Um, so we were the only thing kind of in the Funcast or Funko podcast community, um, wow. which was pretty cool. You know, a lot of people, that's how we've got some traction. Yeah. Um, we, me and Mike have a real, real good, like 30 year marriage dynamic. <laughs> right. Um, I know, can, I can I feel it, man. His, right. Right. I hate his guts and, uh, <laughs> he doesn't understand why. So, <laughs> um, but no, we, we have a good relationship. I like him. He's good to me. He does all the podcasting stuff on his own, like the, the editing and the equipment. It's, I, I give him props because I'm just comic relief and I know that, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Cause now we, we, geez, what do we do? We we're in four or five conventions a year now. Um, yeah. We give stuff away on the show. We talk more about podcasts than the Funcast does, or more about Funko than the Funcast does. Uh, we're just real into it, man, and it's it's been fun. It's been oh, really fun. That's what I that's what I love hearing, man. Is like, you know, Mike kind of orchestrated the idea of doing the podcast, and then you come in, and you could have been like, oh, heck no, man, I ain't doing this. Like, <laughs> you know, you were, you, you could have been like, no, but you, you right. stuck, you stuck to it and you both were like, yeah, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Let's see where it goes. Brick city blockade had the same thing, man. I sat down with Sean Misho in a basement in an apartment in Exeter, New Hampshire. And we were like, all right, force awakens came out. This is the time we love star Wars. Let's start talking about it. And you, you just don't know where it's going to go from there. Right. And- right. Agreed. It's the best feeling when you get like, you know, we did a lot of Facebook live stuff like you guys did early on and 10 viewers was like, okay, we're doing something, you know, it it was a big, big deal early on, you know? Yeah. Agree. Agree. Even us, uh, we don't get a lot of viewers every Saturday, but it's like 25, uh, sometimes 40. And it's cool to see the the bickering of the comments. It's cool to have like, this sounds very sad, but it's cool to have like that community of friends who support you and, I'd like to talk crap on Mike just like I do. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'll say this as being somebody who's usually in there and watching you guys is it's consistently the same faces every time, which brings about that family attitude to it, which is exactly what what drives us to do the podcasting side of things and keep talking about things that we're passionate about, which is so great. Yeah, agreed. 100%. So I I have to say to like the, one of the best things and one of the things I I really pull from your show that I think really helps here with the star Wars community in particular is that, and you probably see it plenty of times is we have a collecting focus here at the network sometimes. And it's hard for me because I'm not a heart big time collector. I love my Funkos. I've got about 25 of them sitting right in front of me in terms of Star Wars Funkos. And I'm a sticker guy, too. Like, I have to pick up. Me, too, man. <laughs> it's, it's got to be the stickers. It's got to be yes. the Smuggler's Bounty. It's got to be the Target exclusives or uh, the Walgreens exclusives. But one of the things we always talk about here at the network and why I'm so glad you're here is the whole idea of the sticker. And <laughs> I don't want to necessarily call this episode like why you shouldn't believe in stickers, but it, it's that whole idea of 
the exclusivity of certain Funkos. And I have to tell people consistently. I have Andrew Merton Garrish, of course, who hosts Words of the Wills here on the network. And he goes out and he just buys Funkos left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And okay. I'm always I'm I'm always telling him, I'm like, hold on, buddy. Like, hold on a second. I said, do you really need that one? Because <laughs> he's he's buying three or four of the same kind and then giving them away sometimes. And okay. I'm I'm calling him out right now. And it's interesting because I always tell him, I'm like, hey, you know, the sticker is is really like an exclusive thing. Like it's not a bad idea to, instead of buying two of the same thing, you know, if your girlfriend's working at Walgreens, kind of ask her, you know, what, what's, what's going on there? Like you got those exclusive Anakin, you got the Django fed in yet? Like, right. Right. You know, doing that side of it. So for you, how do you feel about the exclusivity with the sticker in Funko? I think they've done such a fantastic job of using that as a marketing point, And also for the fans saying, Hey, these are the ones you got to pick up. Yeah, 100%. Dude, first off, well, number one, it's all about sticker. Yeah. Uh, and if you've heard, I don't know, any podcast of ours, you know I am all about the box and the sticker. Uh, I don't know why. I just – I think what's, what to your point is I just – that exclusivity is what you need. That's the whole point of the thrill of collecting. Um, I think Funko has done a great job with the exclusivity, I'll say, as far as creating it. Um, putting it out into the stores. Sometimes I don't know why they choose the stores. Um, right, right. <laughs> but uh, like Walgreens being Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know, of all places, of all places. Right. But no, I, I love it. And it, that's, that's the one other, that's the next aspect of the collecting piece, right? You want to have something that shows this one was harder to get. This one is cool because it's a variant. It's got the sticker showing that, you know, um, and and I think even retailers themselves realize how much of a of a grab that is because yeah. every almost every retailer has changed their sticker layout on the box since mm. Funko has been in uh, GameStop, uh, Hot Topic hasn't right. Yeah, um, yeah. Fye has, Barnes and Noble has. Um, they've all kind of di- different layout, if you will. Sure. Um, Fye went square. Uh, GameStop went square. And that's cool. I mean, I like that they they realize Best Buy. Um, I think they know, right? They're like, okay, yeah. collectors like to see the pop. They like to see the sticker, and they need to make sure it's one and the same. So yeah, I think <laughs> for me, man, it's all about it. I got a, I got a uh, tiny Rick without a sticker, and I don't even <laughs> consider it a part of my collection. It sits <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> you push Tiny Rick off to the side, man. I yeah, love I mean, it. I turn him around. <laughs> but shameful corner shameful yeah. corner for for tiny rick oh i love yeah. that that's perfect and even like crazy stuff like listen i got a 7-eleven about 10 minutes away from me and there's freaking funko sitting there like 7-eleven exclusives and, yeah. and I'm, I'm like what of all the places and i think i even joked in the chat room on your podcast that sheets down there should have an exclusive funko right. if, well, if 7-eleven's got them so it's crazy man it's crazy that all these places are jumping on to you know, being part of that exclusivity, being part of uh, something greater. And my friend Scott Inch uh, over in Scotland, it's fascinating because overseas, when they have their exclusive stickers, that's literally all it is is a round sticker that says exclusive on it. And oh, what a bummer, huh? I, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I always tell myself this is instead of getting the Walgreens Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, I said, hold on. I said, can you go over to um, Forbidden Planet over there and see if they have one with the European exclusive sticker? I said, because that's one of those items I feel that if you bring it back here to America and you give it some time to, 
it, it's going to have some value, I feel. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So I'm, yeah, I just, that's, that's funny that you mentioned that because I got one of our listeners, uh, Chris, he, uh, he was able to hook me up with a Goku um, from Canada. So yeah. it's got the EB stickers Canada on it. So it's a circle with like a oh, maple man. leaf on it. So oh, it's pretty wow. cool. Um, and it's not the GameStop sticker, but it's an EB sticker. So for me, it's a win um, because yeah. of exclusivity even more, right? So, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. That's It's awesome. That's what it's about. Yeah, the, those international exclusives. It's not like uh, you're buying international porn. You're just buying international. <laughs> not again. you can't you can't man people are gonna get on you for it the wife everybody right (laughs) but besides that but one of the other things i want to talk to you about josh is and mike told me this he's i was like hey i'd love to get one of you guys on the podcast which one of you knows more star wars and mike told me he was like uh josh is your guy for star wars stuff and uh, (laughs) it was like okay so mike you'll never be on the podcast answering that question uh got him him right there um but yeah i think one of the things i want to talk to you about quickly is and i was talking to details and i've talked with everybody else about this and it's the trailer the teaser trailer for episode bring it up Dude, I have a page of notes I could go over. You want me to? Oh, let's to do up. it, man. If you got so, a page of notes, I ain't ruining that for you. Here's the thing. I don't tell me your opinion yet, right? Because nope. I I don't know it. I, I I am not I am not like the internet. I cannot find something bad in everything. I liked the trailer. Mm-hmm. So as far as liked, I'd say if I could give it a rating, I'd say maybe a seven out okay. of ten, maybe yep. a six. Six, between six and seven. Here's why. I I've liked all the movies so far. I haven't been one of those funny guys who has it. Um, and if you have it, whatever, I get it. You know, there's 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 pros and cons to both. So I've enjoyed every movie so far. Um, you know the 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 thing that I was very torn about is mm-hmm. the laugh, right? Sure. So the the laugh at the end is awesome right but how, yeah. how much better would it have been if it wasn't in there and i'm in the theater and i find out for the first time he's in it it's a valid point right and, and i get i get that you need you need that that attention grabber right yes wasn't wasn't lando enough wasn't the fact that <laughs> yeah. wasn't the fact that luke's still in it enough you know mm-hmm. so mm. I, I did like it um and i think it's gonna be great but i could I lean on the I lean on the good. I'll say good. I'll say it was a good trailer. Interesting. Interesting. So let me hear your thoughts. I gotta hear it. So when it comes to the teaser, of course, I, I would give it an eight or a nine just because um of course I speculate heavily on a lot of things. There's so many scene by scene uh things that you can look at and and really, really break down. I I, I see where you're coming from on the cackle. Um that's something that you know, they could leave for inside the film where it shows up. Who knows? With J.J. Abrams, too. I don't know if Palpatine will actually truly show up in that form. Um, agreed. Also I, I, agreed. Yeah, I think that the cackle is used more as a marketing plot more than what's something that's going to actually be shown in the film. That's what he's proven throughout his entire time as a director, even with, with into darkness with star Trek. I mean, there were things that he included in that trailer that never took shape. That's in a that very film. good point. That's a very, very good point. So I, I don't, 
I don't see that necessarily being the main focus. I think what's what really made it like possible and, and really the concept that Palpatine is back is when Ian McDermott came out on stage and said, wrote it again. I think that that was the moment at celebration that you said, okay, this is the big bad in the story. This is the guy who is going to really encompass everything that that trailer shows. And I love that JJ Abrams didn't give us really anything from that teaser trailer. He, he really didn't. He teased so much. Right. Nothing, literally nothing. Right. It was like, what, 30 shots of 30 different scenes. Yes. Um, yes. Nothing Nothing concrete, nothing at all. What's going on with any of the protagonists, because they show every single one it could be. Um, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, valid point. Yeah. yeah I, so, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see where it heads, because there's just so many other things, too. Like, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, too, Josh, is if Palpatine is in this film, and I've talked to so many people about this, if Palpatine is in this film, where does that leave Kylo Ren? Because he can't be the big bad in this last film then. If 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 and that's where I agree with you is that if you're telling us that Palpatine is going to be in this with the cackle and whatever else, if that's the route JJ wants to go with this, then where does that leave Kylo Ren if we were left off in The Last Jedi as he is the broken soul of the Solo and the Skywalker family and that, that is really going to lead the First Order? He's really just a, a plot point and is going to be used as a puppet in, in many different ways. Right. So that that is kind of where I was leaning in the thought process with the cackle. So, yeah. So Palpatine is is the bad guy. We'll just we'll just we'll speculate. Right. He's of the, course. He's, he's the bad guy. He's whatever you want to say is the twist to bring him back. He's, you know, some people say he's he's been there in the, the shadows the whole time. Whatever. He's a he's a he's a ghost hologram, whatever you want to call sure, it. Sure. So does Kylo Ren suddenly become good? Um, oh, the redemption. Yeah. Right, and then I'm then I'm like, ugh, they gave him that chance twice. Yeah. Do I want to do I want to see it a third time him battle internally? Mm. Um, does that make Ray turn bad finally? Does that make Luke like mm-hmm. the end all be all hero? And then you're like, ugh, really? Like, so that's why I'm like, I don't know what what could it mean? I and I'm a pessimist, so that's <laughs> right. a problem. That's a problem I have, uh, and I need to cope <laughs> with it. First steps admitting it. Um. So I'm like, okay, eh, what what wrong could happen? But then yeah. faith's restored when you know JJ Abrams has got it. So I'm like, okay, this is a good trailer. Let's see, let's see what else happens. So yeah, yeah. that's a great point. What what what? Why does Kylo Ren matter? <laughs> uh, other than other than killing his dad, right? Yeah. If um if if Palpatine's still the bad guy, then okay, where does this leave this kid? Um, you know. Yeah. Who knows? And he, are they gonna tie? anything to the previous prequels to it too they're like well, okay are they gonna it. show are they gonna show how uh, i don't know the the darth, that darth maul hologram are they gonna show that play anything are they gonna mm. show anything to tie mm. it all together to show where palpatine was um or like you said it might not matter it might not matter at all right just be my be jj abrams being himself here's that yeah. cackle um, the, and that might be an homage to one flashback scene you see in the whole movie that has, then that's it, you know? Mm, mm. And there's so many different aspects of it. Like I even look at the scene where we see, um, the, it, it looked originally, a lot of people are talking about it in the scene in the rain where the, the, uh, 
it looked like an A-wing originally that was coming into orbit into a planet where it was raining. And then people started tying that back to the ship that was left off on Jakku where they left Ray on, her supposed parents. Oh, it, yeah. It, Right. It's the same ship and everything, and then I made the connections, and this is fascinating, because I thought about it deeply last night, and I fell asleep to it, and then I woke up, and I don't remember what I did next. Um, <laughs> but it was it was the whole idea of, yeah, there's that scene with the ship, and then it's raining, and I was like, holy crap, you know, didn't Ray have a vision where Kylo Ren was on a planet where it was raining? And then the next scene is her saying, come back, and looking at that ship? Like, I feel like the force visions that each one of these characters uh, yeah. are having are going to become realities. And, and it would fit perfectly with what JJ did with, with force awakens too. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's also a good point. I didn't even say, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. It's true. Right. It's all true. <laughs> that's a good line right there. Isn't, isn't that essentially what Han Solo said? It's all true. All of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fascinating to see how JJ is going to handle this. Now for you, Coming out of Last Jedi, and, and I'll say this, Josh, is that Last Jedi did a lot of, I, I think, really good things for the idea of the Skywalker saga. And I think it missed in certain areas. And I think, I don't want to be too critical of it, but I think that there are certain things like Canto Bite and stuff that felt a little weird in terms of the Star Wars story. Um, but coming out of that, I think the one character that still fascinates me amongst all of this is Poe Dameron. Finn and Kelly Marie trans Rose. Um, those three characters have a lot left in them. Um, yeah. Knowing that Finn was going to be essentially killed off originally in the last Jedi. And then Kelly Marie trans Rose comes right in and says, no, you're, you're not leaving me yet. And uh, takes him out on crate and says, hold on. I, I still care for you. We're not done with you yet. So of those three characters, which one are you more fascinated to see flushed out even more in this next film? Finn. 100%. Finn. And I'll tell you why. Um, the whole, like, anticlimactic scene with him and the lightsaber. Yes. I, where That's got to lead to something, right? Sure. And they didn't touch it at all in Last Jedi, right? Not at all. Unless I'm mm -hmm. remembering it all. I haven't seen it in a no. while. Um, but, like, that was so, like, he had a, almost almost like a moment when he touched it like Ray did. So yeah. what does that mean? Is that foreshadowing? Mm. Is that just coincidental? Is he just showing that he is a fighter and he's he's on the definitely on the the side of the rebellion? Um, what 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 does that mean? So that's I I think we're gonna see more of that with him, and it's got to be flushed out more um, because I think Poe Dameron might just be like the I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just mm. think he's like he's the good action hero that's gonna keep doing the good action hero stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is awesome because you need that. Um, you'll see him with Lando probably, which will be cool. Sure. Um, and and I think Rose is a great character as well. So I think, but I think Finn's gonna we're gonna see the most out of him. Yeah. What's one thing that you would really like Finn to do in Episode Nine, Josh? Do you want to see him suddenly inherit the lightsaber again and go and go after some First Order troopers, or or do you want to see him really? play the role of almost like a field general in a way. No, I want to see him like at the last minute save, I don't know, Kylo Ren's life, uh, Lando's life, Ray's life with the lightsaber, mm. killing somebody. Yeah. Like, like he's able to make it come to his hand out of some weird spark. 
Wow. Some weird. Oh, here's a little bit of Jedi in him. He's able to make it come and he saves someone's life at the last second, um, which would be awesome. Or or it's like a total surprise. You think he's dead. A scene later, Ray's fighting for her life or what have you. And then he's there and he saves her with like a blaster shot. Um, mm, some, mm. Something heroic. I want to see him with the lightsaber, though. That's what I'd yeah. like to see in his hand again. Yeah. Because um, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would <laughs> it be. Make sense. It might not make sense, but it'd be cool. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, if, if everything is tying the way that we think it is with J.J. Abrams, I mean, Finn being able to inherit the lightsaber that Ray has fixed and is, is going to be wielding would be great. Absolutely. I, I think that it would make a lot of sense for the plot line in terms of what he left off with The Force Awakens and the way that it would end. And it's almost it's almost uh, poetic in a way if, if they right. were able to do that. And have it, you know, not necessarily be like the Starkiller base scene where he's trying to defend Ray, but almost be completely the opposite, where Ray is trying to take too many risks, but it's actually Finn who comes in on himself and says, "I've got this power to be able to." Not like I've got the power, like no, no. man or anything, hey, but right. <laughs> you know, but but actually holds up the lightsaber, then just runs away. Cat. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's just like just. Let's let's create that poetic nature of Star Wars, like we always yeah. love. And, yeah, and, definitely. And like to see, you don't want to see Broom Boy. You don't want to see Broom Boy do anything special. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I'd be surprised with that. <laughs> Let that be a surprise. <laughs> I, that's one of those things with Ryan Johnson, man. Let me talk about that. That at the very end, I get that he was used as a plot line of hope, and that he was, but. The dude actually picked up his broom using the Force. And there's supposedly only Rey out there that really, and Luke and Leia that actually use the Force. Like, come on. Right. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, Ryan. Right. You know, I think uh, my dad says it to me all the time. He's like, Robin, what do you think about Broom Boy? Do you think Broom Boy is going to be used? I'm like, Dad, really? Come on, come on, man! Like, <laughs> like I don't need this guy who's who's sweeping up a big Y or any of these supermarkets going through and and, and cleaning up the Star Wars mess. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's forget about him. Let's move on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- there's that too. And then the other fascinating thing I I feel like with Star Wars at this time, and I don't know how you feel about this, Josh, but I think. It's it's taken a lot of people by surprise, and I don't think they ever thought Disney was going to head down this format with it. And that's Disney Plus, the streaming service. And we're starting to see more and more stuff. The Cassie and Andor series from Rogue One, from the Rogue One timeline, which I think is great. Um, the Mandalorian, which I am super excited for. That very '80s grungy uh, television, you know, almost Western like feel to it is yeah. going to be awesome. Disney Plus is going to be a format that I think a lot of fans can latch on to. How do you how do you feel about Disney Plus and do you, do you think that it's going to serve them well going into the future? So let me ask you this a question and I don't want to sound ignorant, but Disney no, Plus no. is their new new streaming service, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, so they're going to have TV shows, all the Star right. Wars films, that's all the, the Marvel one. films. All at launch, right? All the yes, all at launch. At launch. About. Right, that's what I thought. And that's supposed to be hitting May? Uh, actually, it's going to be in the fall. The oh, most fall. of the content hey, in the good. fall. Good, I ask. Okay, fall. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, is there a price point for it yet? Six ninety nine a month. That's nuts, right? Is that insane? <laughs> That's nuts. Um, so I think it'll only do well, right? I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> see. Um, I know that's a, a pretty 
abysmal answer. I just, I, I that it's incredible. It's really going to give these other streaming services a run for their money or show them what they're doing wrong or give yeah. them things, better things that they could be doing. Yeah. Um, because that's crazy. And I know that's going to be great for a lot of the series they want to run because I'm sure all the series shows will be on that as well. Mm. Um, they could do Disney Plus exclusives. Yes. Uh, uh, man, let's tie that to Funko. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually that's actually my next point yeah <laughs> but uh no i think i think it's gonna do great and i think man i think you're just gonna see more and more things come from it um shows that are exclusive to the disney plus channel um more lore that they could tie into star wars and into anything you yeah. know they could do they could do prequels and and post of any disney princess they want any disney show they want yeah um, so you, you never know it's the, the possibilities are endless. I think it's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. 699 too. And I'm hearing from a lot of people that I talk to who are pretty close and understand what, what Disney's marketing format for Disney plus is going to be. They're saying, yeah, you know, it's going to be 699 probably for the first six months. And then it's going to go up a couple bucks. Like that's, that's just how it is. They lock you in at 699, like anything that we sign up for as adults, you know, they lock right. you in and then they say, ah, we're going to jack you up this month because you're using it a lot. And we think that you're pr probably going to get the most yeah, out of like it. Like cable, internet, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, I'm marking up the prices on you. Yeah, it's not 100% what it was. It was easy when they were babies. Formula and diapers, man. <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, the minute technology gets involved, man, it's a whole other equation. Whole other yeah, equation. Yeah. But, no, uh, and that's another thing. It'll be great. Yeah. Like for the kids. You know, that's, that's, yes. that's, I have so many Disney movies that I'm going to trade in. I won't even need them. <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. so true. You just can they you can just hit your remote and Disney Plus will come up and it literally everything will be there for them. And that yeah. I'm glad you bring up the Funko side of things too because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too is if we're if Disney Plus and this is something I've been kind of hypothesizing is that let's say you are watching The Mandalorian and suddenly like th while you're watching the show an order button comes up and it says, order this exclusive, you know, this exclusive Disney Plus Funko of the Mandalorian now. Like, I feel like Funko is ready and some of these other companies are going to jump on this format as a way for marketing their brand. And this is really going to become like what what the Jetsons essentially said was, was going to be, you're going to be able to watch TV, like QVC to the next level. You're going to be able to watch a show and then suddenly, oh, I can buy that T-shirt from the show right now. And I can be able to do all these different things while watching the show or post or maybe it's the Disney shop on the uh, Disney Plus streaming service. There's a whole section just for shopping. It's fascinating. Yeah, and that's a really good point. So to be 100% honest, I don't know if Funko would tap into that. That's why I'm asking, yeah. I really don't think so. And and two two parts to that. I think I think Disney and Funko is pretty hot on its own and mm -hmm. has caused mm -hmm. a lot of sad people. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the best way to say it. Right. Um, you know, there's there's these boxes that Hot Topic sells that go either really fast or they sit till their clearance. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Disney stuff that Hot Topic owns already. That's that's the place. Disney Funko is Hot Topic. Right. So I don't I unless they renegotiate, I don't think Funko is going to have that much of a 
of a presence on this. That being said, though, I bet you Disney themselves um, are going to own it as much as they can because you see that on like Hulu already. Now, Hulu doesn't take you right to that that said website, but if you have the cheap Hulu, which is what, seven bucks, eight bucks, I don't know. Yeah. um, You get ads um, still. And then in the middle of episodes, you get, hey, click here. You can go here. So I, I think Disney Plus will take it one step further. That might be why it's taken so long is they're, they're trying to integrate things that they can. Mm. Um, and I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see direct links to, Hey, the t-shirt that kids are wearing in this show or, um, Hey, here's you, you, you have the movies, but here's the collector's edition of Lion King or sure. Hey, here's, here's merchandise. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be something that they do hundred percent, especially yeah. at a $7 price point. Because oh yeah. They're going to have to make their money $7. elsewhere. Right, it's seven dollars. You can be like, "Hey, it's seven bucks. You can you can watch you can watch two minutes ads for yeah. seven dollars." You know True. what I mean? True. Yeah, yeah. That's what and Hulu does. <laughs> right. I I'm, I don't own Hulu, but that's interesting. It, it seems like it seems like there's a lot more of that. I'm I'm even noticing with like YouTube. It used to be just one advertisement right. oh, when God. you went yeah, to watch videos. Now it's like two or three videos you have to go great, through just to get yeah, the next that's one. That's a great example. Yep, because that's a hundred percent what it's like. Oh, and it's crazy how that's that format is changing. I think Disney is starting to notice that format and they're noticing, okay, maybe people are clicking on these things. Maybe there is ways of making that extra bit of money. So it's fascinating. It'll be, I'll be curious to see when this thing launches uh, towards the end of the summer, the beginning of the fall, where it's going to head, man. Because I feel like in terms of people like us who do consume Disney products and you have kids so they'll be able to use Disney Plus for their own entertainment or whatever else we give dad some time to himself too um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know just let him sit and watch whatever uh, movies they want from the Disney line you know it, it's it's something that is advantageous for this time and rather than having all the DVDs 100%. and whatever else yeah, 100%. it's important it's really well, important yeah, and- and uh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you, know, it, you brought up a great point because I hate to sound like this guy who, who can quote things like that. But that's <laughs> this this generation and even the generation I'm in, uh, the millennials uh, and my kids, I just yeah. it, nothing physical is is what anybody wants anymore. Right. Yeah. Like nothing yeah. at all, unless it's collectibles, which, you know, I'm 27. I buy toys. But like <laughs> you stream, you, you use your technology to stream, to use. Right digitally that's that's all it is and that's it's gonna it's gonna do so well it's gonna get eat up by everybody and if they have to sit through an ad they're gonna be like whatever you know and i just know that's gonna happen yeah yeah absolutely and i it's gonna be again i think that disney is gonna launch this thing and you're i'm already expecting that they're gonna have polls left and right every week what do you like about this what do you like about this what right, don't you right. like what and it's gonna be a consistent feed of what can we do better what can we do better what can we do better and i i know what my answer is gonna be it's like okay make it make it 5.99 a month like that <laughs> <laughs> give it to me <laughs> Just, yeah give, give it to me for make star wars rated r <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I've submitted that one to Lucasfilm. I, I'm waiting for my Star Wars. Yeah, Wait just now. cut off his head. Let me see it. <laughs> Rogue One had the opportunity, man. I know man. you do it. I know you do it. Just show me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's taboo stuff in the Star Wars universe, man. Yeah, they, man. They're very, they're very lenient towards doing that, but maybe we'll see that. Maybe Disney Plus. Maybe there'll be something where you have to confirm that you're 18 years or older, and then you have to watch it. Maybe. Oh, no. yeah, maybe. 
they got something planned, man. They got something planned. But before we wrap up this episode here, Josh, I want to ask you this question. All right. As a Funko collector, what are, have you been picking up any Star Wars Funko Pops of recently? So you're going to hate me. Sure. Um, because I don't. I, I, I did. Me and my wife went hardcore at the start. Whenever I first bought Dragon Ball Z and, and Star Wars was still pretty new, we were getting them. You know, we right, were getting right. them, we were getting them, we were getting them, and then now I can't. I just, yeah. I felt, I fell behind. I only collect like four or five lines at a time. So, no, I don't get anything new Star Wars lately other than I'm sure Funko's going to announce a serial for them, uh, either for the new movie um, or just because they are cranking out serials. I'm sure something will come of it, and I will definitely get the serials. 100%. Yeah, I'm actually um, I'm in the same boat as you. I just want to quickly say that I have stopped really collecting the Star Wars Funko line. I I'm very selective. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm yeah, I, I would go nuts, but I'm very selective in terms of what the characters are and you know, I'm looking at right in front of me here the Obi-Wan Kenobi Clone Wars uh, number 270 that came out. Yeah, and then I'm looking sure. at the Smuggler's Bounty obi-wan kenobi i'm like the only difference is is that you put armor on one of them and the other one doesn't so i'm like okay now one's got a sticker and one doesn't so there's those fine lines of okay i'm i'm really focusing the collection too when it comes to star wars because there's so much of it yeah no agree and all i was gonna say was i we have very much dabbled in the idea of getting the moments and like hot topic and stuff because they are awesome and i can live with having one or two of them you know, I can see the Rancor. I can see the them on the on the, the speeder, and I'm like, ah, that's cool. I could put that mm-hmm. somewhere, because mm-hmm. um, I have lightsabers. You know, I have other memorabilia of Star Wars from collecting, so I could definitely get away with that and be, my mindset would be like, all right, I don't need a set because these are moments. I have the one moment of this set done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a good point. I think the only movie moment that Funko has not done, actually, two of them from the Star Wars universe is number one, the hello there moment with General Grievous and Obi-Wan. Um, yes, I think they need to do that. Be, as, yeah. That needs to be one. And then Anakin screaming, I hate you at Obi-Wan, the high ground moment. That needs to be. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> that one would be sweet. I, yeah. I, I, need, I need General Grievous bigger than a regular pot. I need yes. to have a six-inch General Grievous. Yes. And, and th- if they did a moment, they could make it a little bit better. Um, but it just doesn't do justice, him in a him in his regular pop size. I know my friend yeah. our, Sean Michaud from the network has it, and he got it. He's like, "Oh, this is so cool!" I'm like, "It just doesn't. It doesn't feel right, man." Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm not intimidated <laughs> by this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's not intimidating whatsoever. Right. So. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So Josh, we've come to that time of the show of anything that we do here at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. It's a little thing we like to call plug time, where you can tell people where they can find you across social media. So, Josh, where can people find you in your craziness and everything talking Pops across social media? Cool, yeah, thank you. Um, So, yeah, it's it's really talking uh, talk Pops, everything, um, where you'd find regular podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify. You can find our shows on Facebook. We do them live stream every Saturday. You can find our page on Facebook, um, TalkingPops.com. We have some merch on there. Um, really just Talking Pops everywhere. We, we started from the Epicast Network as well, and that's local here in Pittsburgh. Um, we have a Patreon. We just started. 
Um, but get, get, listen to our podcast first. <laughs> that way you don't have to donate to something you don't like. <laughs> um, but really, it's just at Talking Pops and check us out. I mean, we like like Ron was saying, we we bicker and then we show you some awesome stuff. So it's worth muddling through to get to like the 15 minute mark to see what we're showing off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that's that's what it is. At Talking Pops and everything. Um, check us out. We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm still waiting for the Talking Pops t-shirt that says, this is a bad episode. Yeah, yeah. That'll be next. That'll be next. <laughs> I will own that thing in seconds. So you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check out my Instagram and all my tomfoolery in the Star Wars universe at the official vote. www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy not too far away and everything here at the podcast network. Patreon to support the network. T Public to rock the network and our Galaxy of Joy program between Starlight Children's Foundation and the Brick City Blockade bringing smiles to kids' faces in hospitals across the country. Every cent at a time. Josh, it has been so awesome having you here on the blockade, my friend. We'll be talking real soon. And thanks so much for coming on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. Awesome. And as we always say, hey, that's how we have to end every episode, folks. May the force be with you. (laughs) And also with you. This is AP5, and you're listening to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, if you know it's good for you.